Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Feels Podcast. Hey, it's Drew here. Nathan. Unfortunately, it's Jack. <laughs> you be nice. Unfortunately, <laughs> you be wow. nice. I, I don't have to. <laughs> We're going to watch another movie that drove me to drink. <laughs> But not a, not a sad movie. It's just not sad. It's just uh, it's sad. There there well, are parts about it that are there sad. Are, there are parts that are sad. But you know, I mean, this is our very first Patreon exclusive. And it was a as a threesome. It was a threesome. It was a it was a choice we're in the made wedding episode. by my Faja. Oh. Well, I mean, this isn't going to be. Sorry, I shouldn't say Patreon exclusive. This is our very first patron choice because it's one of our two ten dollar tier patrons choice patrons choice <laughs> is that another sponsor Pat, that, that's, that's for that's right yeah. they're, they're in cahoots with nathan shower <laughs> water, nathan shower water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah anyways oh gosh yeah so this uh this was chose by my faja mr hallam i don't think we've met in quite a while but I don't think I've met ever Merry with him. Merry Christmas but... and Happy Thanksgiving. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving. My this wonderful jewel. Oh gosh, my my dad loves this movie. I mean, in in addition to things like uh, Good Luck Harvey and uh, is that like the bad remake of Goodwill Hunting? No, it it has uh, <laughs> Emma, it has Emma Thompson and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Good, okay. good. Jack, Jack. I think, I think it's Good Luck Harvey. He loves that, and he um he also absolutely adores The Breakfast Club, Chariots of Fire. Whoa! Dun, 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 he loves Chariots of Fire. Dun, okay. He does. Growing up, we watched Chariots of Fire like a lot, or I should say, he watched it a lot. I, it's a classic. For I'm a reason. fairly certain he wore out the VHS copy. Now, would you come Thanks, through sir. the kitchen while he was in there cooking, <laughs> like slow motion? I did it all the time. I did a slow motion thing all the time because it's just it's so embedded into my childhood. So I I, I did do like the slow motion. <laughs> for for I a like Father's Day gift, I I learned to play that on the piano for him. When oh, oh true, you're and so now good. I can't remember it. <laughs> if my dad listens to this, he's gonna be like, "What the hell, Nathan? You never played you're piano a bad for son. <laughs> <laughs> The most I have is this: like, you're the number one dad cup. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, what uh, wonderful piece of uh, modern cinematography. cinematography are are we uh, are we reviewing tonight? If only podcasting was a visual medium, they could see the disdain in your face. I wear my heart on my sleeve, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jack, and stop also pour- my face. Stop pouring the acid on your face. Why, you- <laughs> Why is it the long face? face? Uh. It's, it's a mild and persistent burning. <laughs> Guys, we have 1993's Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, roll the, the trailer. If you've just tuned in, we're talking to Sleepless in Seattle. You called a radio station? Christmas Eve. He phones in one of those radio call-in shows and tells them... That his dad needs a new wife. And the shrinkette practically forces a guy onto the phone and says... Tell me, what was so special about your wife? Well, Dr. Marshall Fieldstone, I think... 
It was like magic. magic. Sleepless in Seattle? That's what she called him on the show because he can't sleep. And now 2,000 women want his number. Dear Sleepless in Seattle, you're the most attractive man I ever laid ears on. The guy could be a crackhead. Actually, he sounded nice. You know it's easier to be killed by a terrorist than it is to get married over the age of 40. That's not true. That statistic is not true. That's right. It's not true. But it feels true. Sandy has a girlfriend, Glenda. She's a weightlifter. Well, I mean, it's not like her neck is bigger than her head. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not asking you to set me up. What about Walter? Walter and I are engaged. <laughs> Today, I consider myself the luckiest man, 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 face of the earth. The Lou Gehrig life. Lou Gehrig life. When's the last time you were out there? Uh, Jimmy Carter, 1978. Things are a little different now. I am having all of these fantasies about some man I have never even met who lives in Seattle. It rains nine months of the year in Seattle. I know! Tiramisu. What is tiramisu? You'll see. Some woman is going to want me to do it to her, and I'm not going to know what it is. You'll love it. What if I never meet him? What if this man is my destiny and I never meet him? Your destiny can be your doom. I want to meet you. Dad! Read this, read this. Where is Seattle? Right. Where's Baltimore? That's right there. Look, one, two, three, four, but there's like 26 states. But what I really don't want to do is end up always wondering what might have happened and knowing I could have done something. Is this crazy? That's what I'm trying to tell you. What women are looking for. Packs in a cute bun. This is the one I like. There is no way that we are going on a plane to meet some woman who could be a crazy, sick lunatic. Didn't you see Fatal Attraction? I mean, you, can't, you can't even turn on the news nowadays without hearing about how some babe thought some guy's butt was cute. So how's my butt? Not bad. Really? Yeah. Is it cute, though? You're grading on a curve? Well, <laughs> is he going to get the girl? Is he going to get the girl? Well, he has to call back into the radio show. Oh, goodness. And, like, give him an update? Probably well, not even a real doctor. Give, so I met <laughs> one of the girls that uh, wrote into me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you have a film from 1993 featuring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. This is their first romantic comedy together. You also have uh, director Rob Reiner. Thank you for our Princess Bride, Rob Reiner. But he didn't direct it. No, but he's no. in it. He's in he's, he plays he plays one of Tom Hanks's uh like architect buddies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Which Tom Hanks does in most of his <laughs> I feel like in most of his films, he always has like a really like solid job. Maybe the terminal's the only one that he doesn't really have a job, but Oh, I like the terminal. What a crazy that was a kind of a random I enjoy movie, it. I like I like the good. terminal. I feel like if if the three of us were in a similar situation, like we wouldn't just be like, I think I'll just move to another city now and just like boom, done. Like a fresh start. I can't as he said, you know, I can't I want to go somewhere where I don't have to walk around the streets and think about her everywhere I go. Well, yeah, this and maybe it is also because of the time, which this movie, if you watch it now, 2018, it is dated it's it's a bit dated so, now, do no you no, think no instead of a radio it's show he'd dated. be calling into like a webcast he'd be yeah he might be like calling into a webcast or like sitting in the chat box yeah while watching like or just a, swiping a, a on the, like the little stream. kids called some uh skyping some chick on twitch about this <laughs> <laughs> just or like called one of the girls on Twi- on tinder like, like oh, oh, like, oh. You know, that's the other problem. or or the princess bride version plowed plowed oh. yes plowed <laughs> God. There's 
there's too much suspension of belief now that we have such a different dating world. Mm-hmm. Whereas back then, I totally could see these people, these women writing in like, oh my gosh, I heard you on the radio. And yeah, you sound super hot. They don't know what he looks like. They don't know any of his mannerisms. They've heard a 30 minute. I mean, I get it. People do this all the time. I'm, I'm kind of foreshadowing what people see on Tinder. Like, what? but at least you see a picture, right? Or like three or four. And plus, Nathan, in our day and age, there are single hot or there are hot singles. Uh, oh, just in the waiting. area. Just Wait, waiting. Just waiting, waiting to for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, God. Uh, so if, if anybody's not entirely sure, and if the trailer didn't get a, give away everything, you have you have Tom Hanks Spoiler and alert. his <laughs> son, who is uh, portrayed by Ross Malinger. They are a father and son duo who have recently lost the mother to a battle with cancer. Mm-hmm. Was it and that recent, though? Yeah. Like, I mean, the when, opening he, called, when, he, when he called uh, into the radio show, it had been a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay, so, well, yeah. But, like, in the opening credits, like, you they're actually- standing at the grave. They're standing at the grave. Yeah. So the mother is gone. And Tom Hanks is like, I need a new start. We need to move it somewhere else. It wasn't a fresh, else. like, they're not at the funeral, though. Yes, they oh, are. Oh, no, it was. Well, they were. I thought they were the, just the, reminiscing. The ground wasn't turned, but they were in funeral attire. And actually, they it had to be the funeral, because afterwards, she's like, you just put it in the microwave for right. five Remember? minutes. Anything here? Oh, Do you know how to make juice? He's like, yeah, five yeah, minutes. Yeah, five minutes, microwave. Okay. Yeah. So, but, they, but the intro does, one of the things that did redeem it was some of the shots was, was actually pretty good. Uh, so when they're standing at the uh, the graveside, and then the the camera elevates over the hill, they're mm-hmm. they're standing, and you see this great shot of Chicago. Yeah, that was that was kind of memorable. I I also liked the separation at the gravesite where it's just Tom Hanks and his son standing by the grave. In the middle is the pastor, and then on, completely on the backside of the pastor is everyone who came for the funeral. The the separation of everyone. The loneliness from them, yeah, like it, yeah. like literally, it's just them, and even like I mean, so they want to move away. All right, he's th- he tells his friend, he's all like, "Oh, you know, I need a fresh start." I, I was thinking Seattle, so they move to Seattle, and while they're there, Tom Hanks' son calls into a radio program, says, "Oh my gosh, my dad, he's so lonely. He needs a new wife." And on this radio program, you have Meg Ryan is listening to the program after meeting her future in laws. No, taking no, sorry. him to meet taking his or her uh, then her fiance family. Bill Pullman to meet her parents, and she's driving to meet with Bill Pullman, and she's listening to the radio program. Ends up listening to Tom Hanks' story, kind of falls for him, and then the entire she squirts out the, some tears. Right, and the rest of the the rest of the movie is literally like, oh my gosh, should I write to him? Should I talk to him? I'm kind of falling for him. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Seattle and meet him. No, wait, New York, Valentine's Day. Let's so, go, oh and that's that's sleepless in Seattle. And then, like, well, actually, is the podcast over? Okay. So, <laughs> I, I, this is this movie is a whole build up for just a bucket full of schmaltz at the end. That it should just be called schmaltzful in Seattle. Schmaltz okay. in Seattle. Okay, right. I mean, I'm good because, in my opinion, this this movie is is tailor made for that payoff. At the end, I feel like, like Castaway had more payoff is, than this. Yeah, and but exactly, but how I'd never watched the movie all the way through until I was forced to. Thank you, Mister Howell. Thanks, Dad. Until I was forced to, and even I knew at the beginning that there was going to be a buildup. And yeah, I did get some tears at the end, uh, but I felt sort of like I was. What part? I was, where the, they come back up to get the bag? Mm. 
closer by the telescopes. I saw you in the street. Are you Annie? Yes. You're Annie? This must be yours. I'm Jonah. This is my dad. His name's Sam. Hi, Jonah. Sam. And oh, no, no, no. Oh. Is it the, oh, it is the back. It's the backpack. The backpack. Yeah. And, and they see each other. standing there like a creeper? Yeah, but yeah, but like. Nice backpack, kid. Yeah, but but I, I, I felt like. <laughs> like that, that voice does not come out yeah, of Meg that, Ryan. That's not Meg Ryan. I felt like this was like an interrogation. They'd shot me up with the truth serum at this point, And like, I didn't have any choice. I, I had no choice in it. Show like, all right, well, here, here's some tears for you. Not the feels! Yeah. <laughs> not the feels! <laughs> This is this is Jack's uh, bee helmet. This is it. <laughs> just the <laughs> <just, laughs> uh, Sleepers in Seattle playing in, in a helmet. That's great. So you you have a movie directed by uh, Nora Ephron, who is known for Michael, as yeah. well as uh, You've Got Mail, and what else? Oh, Julie and Julia. Harry Met Sally. She's like the- Oh, yeah, she is. No, wait. Was she, did she direct Harry she... Met Sally happened prior That's... to oh, met... Sleepers in Seattle. No, 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 no. She, the... Rob Reiner directed Harry Met Sally, right? She and she the, wrote, uh, it. wrote it. Yeah. She but, wrote it. But regardless, that still took place before Sleepless in Seattle. It did. <laughs> but so like, your premise is incorrect. But she... I, I said what she's known for. No, but you also said that Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, this was their first movie together. In, in Harry Met Sally, it's uh, oh, Meg Ryan it... and Billy Crystal. Billy oh, yeah. all right. Sorry. I've got my- my stars mixed are up. You, I take it back. Are you not having what she's saying? Retraction. Both kind of fuzzy. I am not like, having <laughs> this movie is putting down. <laughs> kind of that fuzzy hair, curly, like, little short haircut. Yeah. Billy Crystal. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Totally confusable. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks is in this film. Tom Hanks is in he this He was in movie. things like uh, A League of Their Own with Rosie O'Donnell. With Rosie O'Donnell, who is also in this movie and plays, like, her best friend. And Bill Pullman. And oh my gosh, he's the husband to Dolly. Oh, he's yeah. been the president of the United the States. The president of the United States. If he's anyone the- wants to have a uh, a good dosage of Bill Pullman, you can go back to our Fourth of July episode and listen to Independence Day. Great episode. Great movie. So, we will not go quietly into, into the, the night. night. Uh, just rip that off at Churchill. <laughs> hey, no, the, the no. time called for it. They, you know the. They, the the greatest form of flattery is imitation. So, yeah. which this movie is trying to do by by sort of premising the uh, fair to remember. Mm, yeah, that's that's a they constant note, thing. They know the it film. a lot. Well, and I mean, it, even when she goes back the to the shit out of me, when she <laughs> goes to the Empire State Building, she's like, "I gotta get up there," and he's like, "Oh, sorry, madam, the the viewing top is closed." She's like, "I gotta get up there. If I, I I'm meeting someone. If I don't go, I'll never know." And he's like, "And the fair to remember?" She's like, "You know?" He's like, "It's my it's wife's my, favorite wife's movie. Favorite. <laughs> get up there." Yeah. It's like that thing where like someone runs to a taxi and says like, I need to get the airport now. All right. It's going to be this much money. That much money. I'm in love. Get in, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. <laughs> when is the oh, year, Miracle when Max. it's a year and a half later in the, in the finally, 
in Seattle. And the kid calls in. I don't know if anybody remembers. And Jack might, but I think you might not have been in town. Oh, and I'm glad that rules don't apply that, that you have time. to be 18. That that works. Yeah. To call into the show? I'm pretty sure that- Why would you have to be 18? For like some type of like love channel, they would want well, you to be- just, it's it wasn't just a really, call-in radio not necessarily show. love channel. It was sort uh, of it's just, like- It's people calling in for any type of like, you know, heartfelt or... stories or advice. So it reminded me, and Nathan might know, okay. you know, being a, being a Bakersfield boy. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, to an extent. I mean, uh, I mean more away. so than Jack. All right. Yeah. When I grew up, <laughs> KGFM had a show called Delilah. Thanks for your calls tonight, Castleton and Greenwood. We're playing soft rock for a busy world. I'm Delilah on B105.7. Yeah, that was nationally broadcast. Was it nationally broadcasted? Yeah. I don't know. We I didn't get that up in my ho- right, hood uptown. So. so it reminded me a lot of Delilah, all right, because I used to listen to, as a kid, I listened to Delilah when I was going to sleep at night. <laughs> don't you dare this look explains at me. Wow. so much. <laughs> don't look at me. So that's the first thing that it reminds me. Shut wow. up. <laughs> don't, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing. And that it reminded me of, Nathan, how's that shower water? <laughs> take really? Really? You got to take it out of me? <laughs> I need a distraction. <laughs> was it a you demon? You got to hit the dog? Was it a demon? <laughs> Blame it on the dog. <laughs> okay, Get so it, it reminded me of Delilah. And that's the first thing that kind of like caught my attention. He's calling in. He's giving the story. And I was like, I know this. This is what I used to listen to as a kid. I was more of a love line kind of a guy. Mm, okay. All right. I mean, as far as, like, radio goes, like, Love Line, I mean, if we're talking about just, like, love on the air stuff, was probably the most noted one. But I never really got, I think, sucked into, like, the radio life of, like, calling in. Maybe there was a thing called Tradio, which was, like, Craigslist before Craigslist. And, you know, you could sell stuff. And I thought, ooh, this is really cool. People are selling, like, useless junk for 50 bucks. And they just would call in, well, I've got a... You know, an old Chevy, and you know, I'll take a hundred dollars for that. You know, Did like, somebody ever call in joking and like, "There's my wife. She's I've been married oh, for God, twenty no. years. Take her, please." I should have called in and been like, "Oh yeah, like you know, my brother needs a girlfriend for uh, for prom. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Paul. Quick. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it got you good. I, Did I, you guys ever win anything off the radio? Never. Uh yes, I won something off of. It was either. It was either KUZZ or Crab. I think it was KUZZ. I won tickets to, it might have been like Disney on Ice or something. And I mean, I didn't even go. Like, I gave the tickets away. Yeah, for sure, Drew. Of course you didn't go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I stab <will> you. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's there and he's like, when does Mulan come out? What the Shut heck? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no, but um, I mean, when he's calling in and he's trying to like get the, you know, the advice for his dad, and, you know, the, what was it, Dr. Marsha? Dr. Marsha Fieldstone. Yeah. Do I call you Dr. or Marsha? <laughs> or Dr. Fieldstone? Dr. Fieldstone. I mean, I, I love the, like, I mean, it's it's a genuine concern from the sun, but even like, I love Tom Hanks getting on the phone. I'm really glad we're doing this. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, hello? Who is this? Oh, it's Dr. Marsha Fieldstone. You're on the radio. What is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> you you stay. <laughs> you stay here. You're part of this now, pointing at the sun. I mean, the concern as well as the transparency and how emotional it is for him to like sit and talk and open up it it's probably one of the better parts of the movie where especially you know she asks him like what did you love about your wife and his only response is like 
well, how long is your show? I love that part. Yeah. It, and we I, know Delilah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> That's going to be fun to try and find Delilah clips for this. <laughs> oh, God, I've shot myself in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the rope. Go ahead and tie that into a knot. Insert foot mouth. So, I mean, as we were talking earlier, like, you know, in 2008, this was uh, put up as one of the top 10 romantic comedies because, I mean, as you said, like, it follows like a clear formula for a good romantic comedy or at least Nick- what people deem to be a good romantic comedy. I Nicholas mean- Spark just said, mm, challenge accepted. Oh, <laughs> it just smacks of, to me, like the kind of movie like a a lonely gal might watch after having half a bottle of wine because she just needs a good cry. Like watching an affair to remember? Yeah. Like, it exactly. means yeah. it's paying it's- homage, but also like kind of like poking fun at the idea of romantic comedies. Because even Rosie O'Donnell says to Meg Ryan's character, like, you're not in love. Like, you're in love in a movie. Yeah. Like, the, but her, oh, breaking the fourth wall. The, I, the idealist is that like that. Right. Because it's like the idealistic concept of like, well, I want this to be perfect. It should be a knight in shiny, it's shiny magic. armor. It's oh, magic. But it's weird. It's like she's, instead of chasing after a person who has all of these faults to him, because like Bill Pullman has all these food allergies. Okay. And, and okay. He, like a nasal drip and, and like sleep apnea. You back off my Bill Pullman. No, no, no. I'm saying she's, <laughs> instead of a guy who has like stuff wrong with him, to an extent she's going after and she's falling in love almost with like this guy who's, the, bro- the idea. who's broken. Yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, like I can, I can, fix, him. I can fix you or oh my gosh, I just want to, I want to hug you. I wanna, oh, and he already like, has a kid. Right. And he's already got a kid. <laughs> Tom Hanks, he's a real fixer upper in this movie. Come on. Oh, fiddle dee dee, Nathan. He is not he is not a fixer upper. He is maybe like an emotional, like, you know, like band-aid needed, but this guy is an architect. He's got a great house. He's he's a strong independent woman. Absolutely. He don't need no girl. <laughs> I'm in my own house, I'm in my own car. And frankly, he must be doing quite well for himself to one, like uproot and move to Seattle, like leave his architecture. Yes. Waterfront property. And then have look. Yes, have this lakefront, pro- not even lakefront, sorry, like literally oceanfront Bayfront, property. yeah, something. Yeah. Puget to, Sound. Which they don't even, I mean, I guess it's just the idea of like accepting what came to be in the movie. Like they Shout don't, to all our they, don't uh, they don't talk about like how he got uh, the house. They don't talk about like where he moved. He never once went to work. You never saw him go to work. Because he's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do see Tom it. Hanks doesn't need to work. I don't he need to go to work. work. He I am the work. work. Twice he went to work where the the guy hands him a card. And no, no, like, I know, but that's that's still. And then he goes into work because Rob Reiner has the you know like oh yeah, he's doing the construction. Right, he's doing the construction yeah. thing, so he's not really okay. So and he then, never the, goes to then an his employer like outs him immediately as he walks in, like that was you on the radio. <laughs> I told myself, oh my gosh, it's you. <sighs> so jo- Jonah, the character, Ugh. is n- like, I tried to like, look, I was like, what else is he in? The only other things that like stood out to me was Avengers and Odyssey, which I list like, that was, what was it? Adventures, Adventures and Odyssey, Odyssey, which is like a Christian, it was a, it was a Christian radio thing, but also a cartoon. Uh, yes, which he was when in, I was a like, kid, one we episode. constantly listened to the uh, the Underground Railroad episode when we went on road trips. That's that's good. That's yeah, a good episode. Mm. Well, as a as a heathen, uh, I, <laughs> I was not as, as exposed to some of those things. But I he, wasn't uh, exposed to your love line and Delilah. So he's yeah. a goddamn pagan. <laughs> but he's also the voice of T.J. Detweiler in Recess. I like to do the smart thing. This has got to win the Design a Bad Guy for Senior Fusion Contest. Hmm, very clever. So, TJ, what exactly is this idea of yours for our class project? I knew you'd come around. 
see? All we gotta do is make a pyramid out of sugar cubes. You know, like in olden days. But then, we'll stick an army man inside it. Hmm. That was... That's the biggest thing I think he's done. Besides Little Bigfoot, which looked like yeah. the best just movie to crap on <laughs> later on. Like, I can't wait to just pull that movie up and be like, yeah, let's trash this movie. I don't movie. know what any of these things are. <laughs> Do you don't know the TV recess? No. The TV show? No, I, I feel like we're right back. I feel like we're right back to pajama, pajama, pajama at this point. I hate you guys. This is why I started bringing beer to the podcast. And then right after that, Pepper Ann. Yeah. Recess was a fun, fun TV show. It's like, if Kids Next Door was calmed down. And like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> the kindergartners. You're not are, even that much older than us. The kindergartners. Slew your like, shorts. Boom. I got that. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. But I don't. Uh, Clarissa explains it all. Dude I know Ranch. what that is. Dude, yeah, hey, I love hey, dude. dude. It's a little wild and little strange. <laughs> when you make your home out out in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for those man-eating jackrabbits and that killer cacti. Hey, dude. Nickelodeon. Yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay. What we're doing this rest of the episode like the cowboys say. Sing it now. Nickelodeon had like we the might have cornerstone to like of binge over and kind of like go to TV for a couple of episodes. Oh, goodness gracious. So we're talking about Jonah in Seattle. <laughs> this kid, which <laughs> Jonah, I didn't like. I didn't hate him nearly as much as I hated the little girl that was like H and G, hi and goodbye. Like, she only is in this movie. And why? Shut up. <laughs> She's only in this movie because of her uh, like popularity, or at least how well she did in Uncle Buck. Okay, that's it. Hey, Jonah. Hi, Dad. This is Jessica. Well, it's nice to meet you, Jessica. Dad, this is amazing. If you play this backwards, it says Paul is dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know. How do you know? Dad, could you shut the door? Sure. Sure. H and G. Hi and goodbye. That that has to be the only example of why. I well, do love Uncle Buck. And she's just kind of like, it's just a weird moment. I do love that Tom Hanks like is closing the door and then he like, then like he slowly no, opens the door. <laughs> no, it's time. I need but, to like, okay. leave is, the door is open. Is it strange to anyone else? Like, no one questions where this little girl came from? It's probably just it's, not. It was a different time. Okay, but I mean like the kid. Okay, so Tom Hanks This is the radio, home. Drew. Tom this Hanks not- comes home and his son is already home. That's that's fine. Kid walked home. He has a key. He goes inside the house. But he brings like a girl home 
and then like Tom Hanks doesn't question anything like, who are you? Where are your parents or anything like that? They just spin around in the egg chair, which I've always wanted an egg chair. <laughs> Very uh, men, like for men, men in black, black. Men yeah. in black or exactly. um, that's our only like taste of the egg chair. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's different. Maybe attack growing up in the Midwest, but um, like got out of school, like parents didn't get home for a couple hours. Like right. yeah, bike like had a several mile radius of just like I remember riding the bike up to the corner United Dairy Farmer, which was like the convenience store, and buying whippersnappers for a quarter. When I was in like the first grade. How old are you? Oh my god. Whippersnappers? Whippersnappers. For a dime, you can take the trolley. And now it seems <laughs> like, like if, if, if your child is is out of your, your view for like more than five minutes, like it's the, true though. The, the snatchers are gonna come get But on. you know you know why? Is because we we have like imagine if you never knew about Dementors and Harry Potter, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, guess what? There's these crazy things that just like snatch you up. Like, How oh, did you jump from like child abuse? Just because, like, because as a parent, everything is just that. Everything okay, is just going to snatch that. your kid up for no reason, and they're going to go into sex slavery, and it's going to be your fault because you took your eyes off them. I that's mean, the life of a parent. To be, to be fair, in that's the, the life ones, of a parent. I've, I've seen more and more like you know missing child alerts come across like uh, Facebook. Well, and maybe, like, I think it's messaging. just the, the design or like the sort of the California neighborhoods where like each house is like a citadel unto itself. Yes. You've got the the big cinder block or brick walls that are, you know, like eight or ten feet high. Good fences make good neighbors. Yeah, well, but sometimes no, no. fences make good neighbors because all of our yards, unless you had a dog or a pool, all the yards were open. All the neighborhoods yeah. would get together and frolic amongst the yards and uh it just seems like it's it's more of an insular like if you if you want to play with your friends you make a play date. You know what though? Mm. There's a movie that really no longer did... like come back when the uh, when the street lights are on. Yeah, or my dad would would come out and just like he would do the 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 finger whistle, which I can't. Nobody do. Can. I can't do that. And, it's only and that and generation. You, you can hear that from blocks away, and like it was dinner time. Yeah, it was time to go home. There's a movie that does that really well about the difference between. Like Los Angeles and New York, and I know it's not, not everyone's favorite, but Crash, where he talks about mm. in Crash New York. Fantastic, I love that movie. I don't care. It's great. It was very. It was James Spader, wasn't it? Wasn't he? Was it James Spader? Mm-hmm. Thinking of something Maybe? else. I'm You're trying to remember. I remember liking it a lot. I know. It's, I remember it being a like lot of people in it. Very in your face, and just about racism, mm-hmm. about judging people, and it's a it's a definitely worth a watch. More than sleepers in Seattle. But, ooh, ooh shots, shots fired. Finger <laughs> <laughs> <Bigger> pistols. <laughs> but it talks about how in California, in Los Angeles, everyone's just like waiting to like it's avoid. You all have a, everyone has a bubble. In New York, you touch other people all the time because it's so crowded and you're. You gotta have sharp elbows. Yeah, you just gotta like, you know. you. There is no personal space, but in California and Los Angeles, we're all waiting to just crash into each other because we're just so protected. And to your point, yes, California, we are like, yeah, this is my my fence line. That's your side. You do what you do. But in other parts of the world, it's not like that. So in Sleepless in Seattle, so Jonas, <laughs> I, I like the kid. I think he was a great little actor, and I think he portrayed his role very well. But man, I was getting tired of his little attitude. Yeah, like, he, for, like later on, like the fight that he had with his dad, and he's like, "Why can't you date Annie? 
He's like, I'm leaving for the weekend, and I'm going to get laid. <laughs> He's like, how long have you been standing there? <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if, if the woman uh, that I was going to go spend the weekend with was uh, met me for the first time wearing a pink blazer and this like giant gilded golden bejeweled Ugh, crown thing and laughed garbage. at me like a hyena, hyena that, that it would not have made it to dinner at home. No. And I, I do like that he... He's kind like, of just like rolling with the punches, like for the date. It's it's almost like, oh, well, she likes me. I should really just kind of stick with this, mm-hmm. not even really considering if it's a if it's a good option. I think it's I think it's the idea that like company became so comfortable from something that he's that he's been wanting. Well, he kind of says in the airport that he's he's just trying, yeah, he, trying he's like, her I'm on, trying her on, and then he suddenly sees Meg Ryan get off a plane, and suddenly like you know time stops. Staring at her, that love at first sight kind of thing. Which you know what? I would I would appreciate a movie that delves into their lives and what they're doing now after like oh, like the sleepless in Seattle. Well sequel. rested in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> or still sleepless in Seattle. Restless. <laughs> Cause like you said, at the end of this, it's just very like, oh, well, wh- wh- what's gonna happen? Right. And they yeah, they they meet back up and he says, you know, nice to meet you, Annie, and then they leave the Empire State Building. Together, yeah, I mean together, great. Yeah. Like it's it's in it's inferring that they're going to have you know this a lovely, a lovely life, together. life together. But again, it and this was a time period where like we just loved the like oh the what if and like but now we're like Game of Thrones that shit. <laughs> like <laughs> Jonah needs to like kill his dad so that way you know just we want the crazy things that you know or, and the resolution much more than what is. So presented. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out some real feels on you guys. For okay. A Ooh. So <clears throat> I did not like this movie. I never liked this movie. I'd never seen it all the way through until now, la- last week, last weekend. But I'd seen bits and pieces of it. I knew what it was. I'd seen family members and uh, my mother watch it. But some of these stories sort of mirrored some of my own experiences. So 1993, you've got this kid. And his father, who have just lost their mother tragically. A couple of years before that, I had had a similar circumstance with my father. Lost him tragically. And that mixes up a lot of feelings, having to watch a movie about that at that age. And then sort of like this magic bullet. There's somebody out there who's going to save us and make it all better. Or save my mom or save my dad or, or something like that. I felt was sort of condescending to some of the some of the stuff that I had to go through. So that's why I feel like this movie is sort of formulaic and a little bit superficial because in a real life circumstance with a family going through that sort of an emotional turmoil, none of this would ever happen. Boom. You also never really see Tom Hanks uh, Tom Hanks is like extended family, right? Except for his sister, his, his sister. That's yeah. it. But like no parents, like you never see the parents. It's also kind of funny that like the woman playing his sister is his wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I found that good. Be yeah. Interesting. So, and so the scene where he, the little kid Jonah flies to New York, like by himself, like my nightmares as a kid, it was losing my mom for some reason. Oh my God. And well, then I mean, obvi- that being well, gone. And there course. was a lot of separation anxiety there. I would not be getting on a plane by myself to fly across the country to meet the new dad at the top of uh, the Empire State Building. So 
Um, you know, you can love this movie, whoever you are, wherever you are. Uh, but I just can't get into that mindset to appreciate it. So for me, even uh, though I did cry at the end, I, I liked, I remember the first time I watched this film and I think my parents even have it on VHS somewhere in that, uh, little stand next to the TV that's still there. I'm sure that I could probably walk right in, wipe off the dust and find it. But this movie, it was, it was good at the time. Yeah. But it is 2008. Would you say top, top 10? Yeah, in 2008, it was it was deemed to be one of the top ten romantic comedies. So, I mean, people love it. But being older... But it's not for everybody. Being older, and I, I mean, one, that's a, a way different take on this film from coming from a person... I mean, like... Yeah. I took us down the rabbit hole. Sorry, sorry, listeners. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, someone that... Uh, uh, Grew up as a uh, as a pirate and was like, you know, I used to be a Dread Pirate Robert. Uh, you know, and like, I mean, it just um, it was a Princess Bride joke of, you know, that has personal experience. For anyone who grew up as a pirate. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I remember when my dad killed a guy named Wesley. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but. Good night. Good work. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <sighs> it, this movie has. A hard time now for me because it's the suspension of belief of all right a kid literally gets on a plane and goes to new york as you're as the parent you're freaking out because you have this little ball of energy that is grown up enough to like make decisions and is but doesn't get it this is the one i like it's like you don't even know you, this You don't person. know her. You yeah. don't even, this You're is going a off of one letter that was, one, thrown away. Like, what the hell are you thinking? And then like, un- uncrumpled, and then mailed, and then she... So he's fallen in love with a single letter. She's fallen in love with a repeated radio recording that she's listened to twice now. And that's it. Well, and the second call-in where, like, Jonah... Or, like, when Jonah's... Oh, yeah, the second call-in where... Oh, he's she, kissing her! He's My dad's kissing a whore! <laughs> My dad's with a whore! <laughs> Ah! I thought I saw a Black Widow. <laughs> Black Widow Spider. Black Widow Spider. <laughs> but uh, it, it there's, leaves... too, there's too much to like not get to not be able to really get behind and go. Oh yeah, this um this could happen. Like it right, and it, it uh, leaves a lot of like plot holes that are like unanswered. So I mean, it's one. Why'd she leave the street? Why did she not go up? Oh, why didn't she not go across? I mean, well, come on. Like, she's already you, halfway. You flew across the country right. for this. She's already halfway in the middle He's of the He's greeted you. She's blocking traffic. <laughs> he stopped, walked away from his sister, who she thought was her, you know, his fiance, and, you know, said hi. She said hi. Like, greetings were literally exchanged. And then she, she darted off. Even if she didn't want to out her own feelings for him, she could have fallen back on the original premise of I'm a writer and even though it seems shady, it's, I sent a right. PI after you it's and I'd like to write a story about this. But no, like a she, journalist or something. she like skedaddles and runs. And when that happens in the movie, I'm just like, oh, you just set back this this uh, this this <laughs> ending by another like 15 or 20 minutes. But I mean, like even when Jonas gets on the plane, like one, they're not. I mean, like. I've, I mean, I could be forgetting very much so. Like, do they explain how he paid for a plane ticket? He uses his credit cards, I think. Yeah. Well, no, I Is think it, the girl's mother was a travel agent. Right. But and so she just had, you? like, okay, so she a, had acce- a computer Okay, so she account. had access to get one. She had access to get the plane ticket. I guess the little girl could have, like, sat and watched her mom work enough to figure out how to use the computer. 
how did the kid get to the airport without paying? Like, what money does he have to pay for a taxi? Stole Twi- it. He's a, he's a criminal. I know he's a criminal. <laughs> Even in a pre nine eleven society, I don't think the kid could have gotten from Seattle to to the top of the Empire State Building without somebody going like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, kid!" Like, who are you? Like, even walking around, where you know, hey, hey, the, the whoa, taxi whoa, 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 Macaulay Culkin did it. Cards in the wallet, credit cards, money. We'll notify the credit card companies immediately. If your son has the cards, we can get a location on him when and if he uses them. No, I don't think Kevin even knows how to use a credit card. And no questions were asked about him being in New York yeah, by himself. There were plenty of <laughs> questions asked. But people also get hit in the face with bricks and survive. Yeah, you know. Okay, so so okay. if you want to talk about suspension of this one. Even when he gets into the taxi in New York City and he, the guy's like, where are you going? He's like, Empire State Building. And he's like, what are you going to do there? I'm going to meet my new mother. No one questions anything. He just goes there, but then also, oh, yeah. no one alerts like security guards at the Empire State Building when he keeps going around tapping on women's shoulders and pulling on their sleeves, saying like, are, are you, you Annie? Annie? I'm Jonah. Are you Annie? Are you Annie? I'm sorry. There's a child that's uh, up at the very, very top just asking strangers. Also, right. Also, like, what security guard is not wondering why is why a small child, okay, clearly below the age of like 10... Has been up there for like three, four hours by themselves. Because all the security guards are in their 60s or 70s and have hearts of gold. Is it, is it like the Stan Lee cameo where he sees that the outfit's been stolen? He's like, I am so fired. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Moment of silence for Stan Lee. Oh. Oh. And Excelsior. back to Sleepless in Seattle. Well, let's just, I say we just jump into our segment. Jump into the segment. Let's get okay. it. Okay. What were you thinking? Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. And you've got to cut it out. All right. So with Cut It Out, we always try to find different parts of the movies that you can just take out of the movie. It doesn't ruin any part of the overall story. And maybe makes it a little more tolerable. And the best scenes. of And for a counterpoint. Yes. The best scenes that we can find. I personally want to take out... Uh, if I can, as a whole, the little girl. Okay. I yeah. want to take her out. If not, take her out. Like, take her out as in, like, have her whacked? <laughs> like double tap to the back of the head? Like, whoa, I Drew. can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> oh my God. the hit that has You've been put on the child. You've got some strong feelings about this girl. No, I want her gone. I don't want her in the movie. I want her dead. I want her <laughs> family really dead. dead. <laughs> I want you to burn down her house so I can piss on the ashes. Whoa! No, I just, okay, I want her, like, out of the movie, or, more importantly, specific lines that she says, like, where she said, you know, H and G, Y-O-H, I am, I'm so, like, just was that triggered like, by was her, that like, like a, acronyms. Like, the 2000 text speak before, before there was text speak? C-U-2, text speak. yeah. <laughs> it's cute. It's like a little clue. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. Okay, no, no, yeah, but like take out, uh, yeah, take out the fact that she is talking in the acronyms, and she almost looks at him like a moron, too. She's like, when she doesn't, you know, like, H and G, and it's like, huh? She's like, hi and goodbye. I, lo- <laughs> like, well, I love that like, she literally God, is like, like spinning around, you can like hear them whisper, like, your dad's a moron. <laughs> but like, she literally Listen convinces him. Shit. Convinces Jonah to like put it in the letter of like oh and and say M F E O made for each other 
Like, yet Meg Ryan automatically knows, like, the child and love she, acronyms. And she thinks that it's, like, so adorable. She and she's like, made for, made for each, each other. other. She, she rolls her eyes. Like, she's like, what? Uh, You're I'm a grown s- woman. I'm so verklempt. <laughs> like, and not only that, but, Talk like, amongst yourselves. <laughs> but you're engaged. But she, Come on. But she's not fully committed. To, okay. Because to there's no, as her mother out. said, magic. <laughs> there's m- no magic. Oh, good. we'll get to the, the line of that. <laughs> so this, you sound like you're raging so for this cutting out. Hit because, me, hit me. Because Walter, the fact that he has all these, quote unquote, problems that, like, make Health him issues. so... So that's the reason to, like... I don't think Go that's with this her weirdo that you've never met on the radio. I don't think that's like her exact reason for saying like, "Man, I'm what? gonna ditch him." She's like, "Oh, like he's so broken." I like this other broken guy, like <laughs> who lost his wife. <laughs> Bitch, you're crazy. Like Walter is a great. Dude. You're hiding in a closet with an apple on a radio, crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I may be and able to lying. I may be able to fi- fix Tom Hanks emotionally, but your sleep apnea analogies ain't got shit for. I love when the phone rings and he's sleeping and she's reaching over to and get it and she smacks him in the face. That's one. I, I think it's the only scene where I literally laughed out loud. If you were if you were Bill Pullman in this and uh, you got sort of taken taken out to the cleaners when you do, took your fiance out to the nice dinner and she has something to tell you, would you react as as sort of with the class and composure that Bill Pullman does? Hell no. <laughs> kidding me no <laughs> oh i'm and, sorry like how much am i shelling out for this wonderful evening and this yeah. is not the first time she does this when in you've got mail she does the exact same thing to her fiance in that movie. different character we can't we can't you had to find her, a parallel we can't put you? her sins on on this this is, i will put her sins on no, this because Annie it's, is it's a different Meg person Ryan again and you've got mail directed again by nora Ephron. but it's a different person she's not with Sleepless in Seattle. Is it in the same uh, Marvel Universe? Galaxy? No, no. no this but is... she is falling in love with a guy for his words and only his words. <sighs> is this is this what women re- like? Uh, is this what women want? I almost no, that's Gibson. with Mel Gibson. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. So Mike no, cut it like, out. <laughs> so yeah, Mike cut it out is his health issues that have no relevance except to sympathize with the audience of like, yeah, get rid of that loser. So you want like a perfect Bill Pullman for I her to dump? It, no, I think that he's fine the way, or you know what, make him like be cheating or something like that, so it's a little bit easier for her to like, you know, yeah, he's you know what? So content when he gets dumped, he has so that face. Good, like, are you okay? And he's, he's like, such a good dude because well, he yeah. knew she's like running downstairs, talking on the phone, listening to radios in the freaking the broom yeah, closet. He should have grabbed the phone and been like. Who the hell is this? Well, like, if if she had a cell phone, he would have gone through it at some point oh, and been like, sure. "Who the hell is this? Who's uh, who's who Sam? are you texting across the country <laughs> on <Jonah>? plow? <laughs> are you texting a young child? <laughs> yeah, we're done. We are done. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I cut it out. <laughs> uh, Rob Reiner. Whoa, really? Going with the shock value. There is. There is. All the scenes he was in, cut out it, Rosie O'Donnell too. Well, well, that was that. <laughs> you that was number two <laughs> on the cut it out. You don't think Tom Hanks deserves a best friend? No, he deserves a best friend. He just doesn't deserve Rob Reiner. Oh, whoa! And oh. all the scenes that Rob Reiner was fired. in, he just has like these like these schmucky lines. Like he's but explaining it's not that dating funny. again. He's a schmuck. It's like a little like, clue. Like, what is tiramisu? You'll find out. Like it's like all the scenes that he's in, you could literally cut them out, and the movie would end the same way. Yes, absolutely. Because 
Now, I couldn't say the same for Rosie O'Donnell. I want to cut her out. What if he would have dated the girl sort of, that was a wrestler? She's the enabler for Meg Ryan at this point that sort of gets her to to commit to writing the letter. And, and, and then, then she mails it. Secretly sending it. So I couldn't really cut her out with without replacing her okay. with somebody else. But Rob Reiner, I can cut the hell out. Who David, would who would you have replaced Rosie O'Donnell with? In that era? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorsha? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just someone way hotter, like you're like mm, Sorsha. What about what about like is it Jane Cusack? Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. That that could work out. She's I she's got the same. Uh, that's a good one. I would have liked Joan that's Cusack as Tom Hanks's sister. Walks in. She always plays a good like Hi, family relative. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back and listen to our high fidelity, high fidelity. episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now your your best scene, Jack. What? What did you What did you actually like about this? It was the scene where uh, the sister is crying about uh, the the movie. Uh, Fair to remember, yes. and then Tom Hanks and and the brother in law <laughs> have, have the fake cry over the end of the Dirty Dozen. Uh, that was the only scene that I was like, "All right, that's pretty good. I and like it, that." And it's well well done. Where you just stop it, stop. You know, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I, I think an honorable mention for a best scene for me would either be like I've and I've already kind of like an said honorable it where, mention an honorable mention. Okay, go ahead <laughs> for best scene. Go ahead. I've got I've got an honorable. I really mention. had to dig for it. I really had to dig. Did you really? Okay, fine. I and I've, I've kind of already mentioned the honorable mention for of when he says you know or she asks him like you know what did you love about your wife and you know he says well how long is your show but I really I loved and this is the other part I think uh, that I I genuinely laughed at. When the kid is asking him, and the kid's talking about sex, and he says, like, will she scratch up your back? And he's like, what? And he's like, oh, I mean, women, got cable. You know, <laughs> women are always screaming and stuff. And he's like, how do you know that? Jed's got cable. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, Jed's got cable. So totally. not only does You're not kid, going to Jed's ever again. Right, like, <laughs> this kid doesn't understand love. This kid is also, like, having this misconception of what, like, TV is portraying sex is. Yes. I mean. Starting to notice that. If you get a new wife, I'll guess you have sex with her, huh? I certainly hope so. Will she scratch up your back? What? In the movies, women are always scratching up the men's back and screaming and stuff when they're having sex. How do you know this? Jed's got cable. Oh, just... It was laughable. My honorable mention, real quick, is um, the third grade teacher where he goes, Oh, she looks like my third grade teacher. Wait, I hated my third grade teacher. (laughs) It is my third grade teacher, but then he does that quick smile, like, Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. But your best scene, Drew. That was it. Oh, that was your best scene. scene. The, The honorable mention was, you know, like, How long is your show? Okay. Which is, which, which gives more of a feel. It has more feels, but I think I, I laughed genuinely at it as the boy. Describing what he thinks and how sex goes. The best scene is the argument, by far for me, between him and Jonah, where she's like, "This is the one that I like," that and he's so frustrated. Oh I mean, I like it. It's but it made me so frustrated. But it's it's straight out of like Turner and Hooch, where he's just like, "That's good, like good riddance, you little." Like, <laughs> this is not your room. That's the Tom Hanks at his best when he's. Woody, when he's just like, yeah, good riddance. Like, you know, he does that, like, yeah, he's, I argument. he's pulling out the money pit style, like, argument. Yes. yes. He's yes. arguing. And then, like, when he's even talking to himself, like, you know. I don't care what you do. Good. Fine. I'll tell you what I'm doing this weekend. I'm getting laid. 1990s and nobody is getting laid. I'm the only man in America who was getting laid this weekend. And I haven't been laid that much. 
six girls in college, maybe seven. How long have you been standing there? Forever. What did you hear me just say? Six girls in college, maybe seven. Seven? Eight! Mary Kelly. This is the one I like. At the Holiday Inn. You know, <laughs> at, the, just, at the Holiday Inn. It's I'm so gonna get great. laid. Don, a man who got laid six or seven times in college. How long were you there? Eight. Forever. Eight. Seven. Mary, eight. Mary Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is my best scene. That's a, it's a good scene. It's, it's a good scene. I just, I think I'm so frustrated, like how much the kid is yelling at his dad because what, like he doesn't understand love yet. He's, he's falling in love with a letter and he's screaming like, well, I hate you. You know, you go off and do what you want. But you know what? I, I do also love that Tom Hanks doesn't like give in to the kid. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't even know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, well, he's the Hanks. He's the, he's the Hanks. He's a good father. He's and he, yeah. Yeah. No, hands down. And he's going to go get laid. At the, <laughs> At the holiday. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, you can say that again. You can say, you that, can say again. that again. Oh my goodness! That's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can say that again. Nathan, why do we have you can say that again? You know, Drew, the best and the worst lines in this film mm. need to be recognized. And, so. um, and sometimes the worst lines are the best lines. Ooh, touche, Jack. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we have you can say that again, because we want to highlight and recognize and praise those good and bad lines. Agreed. Yes. So um, you want me to start off? You can start off. My my best line is uh, when his brother-in-law asks, what is it called when all those when all things intersect? And Tom Tom Hanks just says the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I love it. I'm like every time. I remember my parents well, laughing because yeah, they're, they're talking about the uh, like him getting a date or yeah you know, yeah. So the best line kind of goes back to my honorable mention. Okay, and it literally is 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 just him saying, "How long is your program?" That's oh. my favorite. That's my favorite line because it has the most feels. I mean, if you if you take the idea of something that's kind of like worth it and still goes along with the idea of the movie itself. It's Rosie O'Donnell saying, like, you don't want love. You want love in a movie. Boom. Uh, My best line was David Hyde Pierce. And (gasps) it's, uh, uh, what we think of as fate is just two neuroses uh, knowing they're a perfect match. See, and David Hyde Pierce, I love it. Because one, they're in in Seattle. I'm I'm re-watching Frasier right now. And he soon gets hired on as Niles Crane in Frasier, which is in Seattle. And also one of the journalists... That's in the movie with Meg Ryan in that room where they're discussing things. It's the kind of like uh, the kind of chubbier, uh, chubbier guy. Yeah. He's he becomes one of the station managers in Frasier. So you not only have two Frasier cast members in a movie that's yeah. set in Seattle. I mean, it's oh. just your subconscious falling in love with their subconscious subconsciously. <laughs> now the I, worst. I, I enjoyed that scene. The worst line, which kind of piggybacks off your best line, Drew. I'm sorry, but when they do the like. Both saying magic at the same time. Mm. It's I want to run my eyes against every little divider thing in the road that like the little the, that that wakes you up when you like cross the line. You're like oh crap! I want to just run my face along all of it. The it was like and he says it like a little pot, like a little longer than she does, and it just sounds and it's it's dumb and I hate it and just da, 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 I'm done. True. <laughs> a worst line for me that I legitimately hate. It it, it kind of and it also doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for the context in which it's being given. You and it involves the girl. 
It involves a little girl. Okay. And it's after, you know, Jonas is gone on his trip and he's getting on the plane and she's getting scolded by the mother. And, you know, the father steps in and like moves the mother aside and he's all like, Jessica, this is your father. And I'm like, of course it's your father. You're standing in front of her. You're not on a phone. But she's she's weird as <laughs> right? it is. So yeah, like yeah. it's just weird. Like you would say that line if you were getting on the phone with her saying, like, Jessica, this is your father. I'm speaking to you, young young lady. I mean, it's like you're two feet from her face. What that, if she was blind and we didn't like no, I'm just kidding. I was just I was just trying to like make up for it. No. That was a reach. Work. That was yeah, a reach. Was, I'll roll out. Roll out. <laughs> Officials. <laughs> yeah, roll out. Roll out. <laughs> Um, bees. I'm allergic to bees. <laughs> how how calm they were at the table. <laughs> it's like, oh no, uh, wheat, everything like that. Bees. I'm allergic to bees. And it's, like he wants to be part of the conversation so much. It just it feels like when somebody announces something and they don't know what to say, so they say something similar, but it's not really applicable. Like, oh, it's like the time that I broke my leg and I was in traction for six months, and I it's like, an oh, knee. well, I. I, I stubbed my toe and ripped my toenail out last week. It's like, that's the, that's not the same thing. It's just the, locally, it's the yeah. same part of your body, but bees. I'm allergic to bees. Man. Yeah. It. Another line like at the dinner party that I kind of enjoyed is um, the people sitting down and they're making references to things that, you know, Bill Pullman likes and then the father likes. And they're like, oh, oh, oh baseball, baseball. It's, it's, a, it's a historical reference. <laughs> Lou Gehrig's like it was like, in he's their a defense. In their defense, Bill Pullman did not do that great of an impression. No, it was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. But he's he's not like a bad like. Uh, that's what I'm just kind of like. Shut up, Meg Ryan. Like you gotta have some nice smoked salmon. <laughs> no one's saying that Bill Pullman is a, is a bad character or even a a character that you want to dislike. I think it's the idea that He's the possibly... sacrificial lamb. Exactly. Of the movie. Boom. There you go. I would agree. But Somebody's like, heart's got to be broken. But you know what though? Bill it's, he's too white. He's too white of like a lamb that's just like flawless and it's like no no no, no. have some blemishes besides his like health issues. Come he's on. He's the sacrificial lamb that like has mange. Like a club yeah. foot. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a nasty limp. In most films they do that though where like you like the guy and then all of a sudden you're like Oh, but he's been cheating on her, or like, oh, he has he ha- he's an alcoholic and he's dragging her down. He's like, Quasimodo, yeah. And then Esmeralda yeah. like goes for the uh, for the night for the she's like friend night. zone. You had to pull a Disney reference out of there somewhere, <laughs> didn't you, Delilah? I'm trying to think of shut. <laughs> I tried to do it with Malone. Malone, Baron. Yeah. <laughs> what would you, Jack? What would you give this movie if you had to rate it? Okay. Um... <laughs> I love his ratings. Uh, if this movie stood me up at the top of the Empire State Building, <laughs> and then when I found the movie, they lay there on a couch with a blanket across their legs and didn't get up to greet me, I'd leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it is not an affair to remember. Bo. What would you give it, Nathan? Um... <laughs> I was I was trying to think of um how to incorporate this young gal into it, but um but Mary Kelly's I would give it three Mary Kelly's Ooh. of you know women that I've I've slept with three out of ten it's not that great okay all right all right what I, you got there Drewski <laughs> what do you got there so I would give this movie and I think this is like maybe the 
second time, only the second time that I've seen this since it originally like came out. I, I got to give it like two out of five uh, Hanks for the Memories. Hmm. Hanks for the Memories. Okay. Good Happy Hanksgiving. Happy Hanksgiving. I mean, again, it's it's a it's a cute movie. I don't think it necessarily like holds up in its entirety. It has funny parts, but there's too much there's too much missing for a full story. There's I kind of feel bad. I feel like we shotgunned and... this movie yeah, really hard. I'm, really I'm sorry, not trying to like bad. shotgun the movie. Like, well, I I came in there and I just <laughs> I came really in. Yeah, I yeah. I felt like sorry, I was middle ground, and I'm sure that I came off way more like oh this movie sucks, but like. When I first wa- when I first watched it, you know, I, I thought it was a, you know a great film and fun and and because I was young, it's cute. Like I didn't and, hate it. I didn't hate. I don't hate the movie. To Jack's credit, we did not have your experience that changed the movie tremendously. Right. Whoa. Yes. Huge. Yeah. I think so? that's. I think that's a huge discernible factor for you. But oh yeah, it's very. Very much. No, yeah. But that's why I couldn't really, I couldn't go out on a limb for this movie. We could dar- Dr. Marsha Fieldstone this. Is this why you're not a huge fan of Disney movies? I didn't say that. Okay. Well, no, no. I, I was just the, inquiring the Sword about- Sword of the Stone, Disney's Robin Hood, mm. uh, hell, even Sleeping Beauty. I love those movies. But all three of those deal with people that parents aren't really a big role in. Dumbo, did you ever have a problem with? Bambi? Dumbo, I just always thought was really sad. Hmm. Uh, Bambi. Sad. Uh, Dumbo? Yeah, the beginning of Dumbo is really Same thing sad. with the beginning of Bambi! Yeah. And, when he's and crying out for his mom, like, I ah. don't like any of those movies. Okay, but, they have, they, it's not just the sad part, you have the, like, separation of... Oh, there's no real good, like, it, Bambi is just freaking wildlife frolicking around in the woods. Dumbo is, like, the weird and circus too- animal abuse thing. The other ones I like a little bit more. Okay. Um, but I like the older ones. I don't. To Bambi's credit, there's and, two really. And good if you want to go Disney well. movies, uh, I mean, come on, uh, Swiss Family Robinson. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah. not animated, but that's Disney as hell, and I love that movie. With uh, the oh, eight... it's like the 1960s version. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think there's a modern version, and if it there, is, it's there, garbage. There is. There's a show with Sir Davos as the dad. What? Really? Really? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but hmm, hmm. but I'm going Interesting. to. So, <laughs> that was a nice little weird tangent. Sorry, this has been Darth- Dr. Martha Field's show. <laughs> Dr. Martha Field's show. But, Sleep in Seattle. Sleep in Seattle. It's, it's not, I mean, okay, it, it genuinely actually did well at the box office. It, it had a budget of uh, $21 million, okay? The, did they spend it all on tiramisu? Did they spend it all on tiramisu? And plane tickets. What is tiramisu? You'll find out. $21 million, $17.2 million for the U.S. gross, but then worldwide- Hundred and one point two million dollars. What? So I mean, it it basically, you know, five times its budget, its money. It made it all back. I mean, how it, did this not get a sequel? Like, there's films that barely break even. It did. Like, it did. And it's called sequel. You Got Mail. Yeah, it's got in- <laughs> <laughs> You've Got Mail is touché, like the touché. alternate touché. parallel dimension. Sleepless in Seattle, or it's just a little just bit- there. You know, they're both in the same city. It's a little bit more updated. It's the same Marvel universe. Could you imagine a sequel to Sleepless in Seattle, though? Like, I mean, they could have Tom Hanks, but Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan has had some not favorable plastic surgery. What happened to her? She just fell off the place of the the place of the earth. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying it's necessary. She was like in the failed pilot for uh, How I Met Your Dad. I'm like, oh, 
that's one of your most recent things? Like, come on, well, man. There, you were great. You were fantastic. There is that sort of that Hollywood trope that, like, as soon as an actress hits 40, like, you know. Say that to Catherine of, Zeta-Jones. A lot <laughs> of work dries up. Okay. I, I'm not making this up. No, okay. no, no. No, right. no, you're, no, you're not. You're not. I think, what was it? Um, Judy Dench would beg to differ. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but she's British. Who's the, who's Touché. The, who's the famous amazing. actress who, who's won all the Oscars? Betty White. No, no. no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing that name. She's names. just won our hearts. But it, oh, I forget yeah. her name offhand. She always plays very like dramatic what roles. What was she in? Huh? What was she in? I can't remember right now. That lady with that, the face and the eyes? Yeah. With yeah, the, they, with the, the hair? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, she said that when she turned 40, she was offered uh, three movies in that first year, and it was all roles as as a witch. Oh. Aw. Huh. Bette Midler? Is it Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Thank well, you. she did play She played witch. the witch in Into the Woods. Into the Woods. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And I guess Devil Wears Prada? That's kind of a win. No, I'm just kidding. I like that movie. <laughs> that's a good one. Wow, okay. Gird your loins. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a guilty pleasure. Okay. And it's got the tooch. <laughs> it's it got the, the tooch in it. It does. <laughs> Drew, where can they, Say, uh, tira, where can they, can they find more guilty pleasures? Tira Matooch. Tira Matooch. You're going to find out. <laughs> Guys, you can always find us on Twitter at Real Feels Pod. You can take a look for us on Facebook. Just type in the Real Feels Podcast, or you can send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. And guys, thank you for joining us for our very first patron uh, movie. You know, if you would like to get in on this, and I promise you, we're not going to try and like shotgun each movie that oh, comes no. across oh, our no. way. No, I mean, unless it's Saving Silverman or Sleepless in Seattle. Well, we already did saving silver. Well, then you're good. <laughs> you're good. You t- okay? You guys can get in on it, and you can become some of the realest fans out there. Or become... if it is a movie that you want us to trash, oh, oh I'm yeah, okay well, with that. we'll back up the dump truck. Oh and yeah, just, we'll, we'll go to. We'll, I like it. We'll yeah. men at work this. <laughs> That's oh actually <laughs> really funny. I had a lot of um, I had a lot of students that were all like. We're going to make Mr. Hallam watch Twilight or Sausage Party. And yeah, I was like, heck yeah. Don't do that to me. No, I'm. Oh, I, don't pretend like you haven't seen Sausage Party. Drew. I haven't seen Sausage you Party. You haven't. Oh, I'll take I've it seen, back. I've seen That's clips. my second re- retraction <laughs> in this episode. I've seen like random clips, but I've never, I chose not to watch that movie from start to finish, ever. I don't want to. I don't know if I've ever finished it either. It looks I, ridiculous. ridiculous. So if you want to make Drew review, review uh, <laughs> Sausage Party, if you want to get Nathan on the show. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to get a lot of options here. Either way, ten dollars, guys. You can choose a movie that we uh, that we do. As of right now, we have the rest of the year mapped out until the beginning of season two. And season two, season two, Electric Boogaloo, Riker's Bear. We will have our special grab bag episode, which will be the culmination of our very first year doing this podcast. It only gets better. And it only gets better. <laughs> this year we had 19 Don't genres. stop me now. You we'll know I'm having better. such a good time <laughs> getting my grab bag out. <laughs> we'll get better, I promise. <laughs> Pulling out genres. <laughs> 19 genres this year. Next year, 90. 90 genres and subgenres. I'm ready for it. I'm so excited for that. So yeah, go on there. Look up patreon.com You know, forward slash real feels podcast. Get on there. Give us a little, uh, give us a little cheddar. Give us some love. So, guys, thank you for joining us. And remember, as always, you're the realist and the feelist. Fine, fine, fiddle dee dee. 
Os Eagles.